whenever you're ready. Welcome to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi and the final episode of Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> we are a weekly dinner party that watches and discusses an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, I'm Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, a local nerd, and the Hannibal. Of the three. <laughs> it's so bittersweet to say your intros. <laughs> but before we get started, I just wanted to thank the people who have listened repeatedly, like, all the time. Because we, we initially didn't expect a lot of listeners, because I was just doing this for fun. Yeah, we yeah. just for shits and giggles, really. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been doing this for almost a little over a year, because we started in December 2015. I thought we did it for almost two years. It's been a year. It's been two Christmases, hasn't it? Because yeah, we started so. at Christmas, and we it's been two Christmases. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we started in December, and we didn't release until January of last year. Right, right. We released it in the new year. That's yeah. right. Because we were recording in the old year, but we were releasing in the new year. Oh. But I just wanted to say, yeah, because this, like, this, doing this podcast has been so much fun for me, especially when I was going through all that crap with my documentary film last year, when everybody was giving it shit, and, like, I was like, and everybody wanted me to change it. Mm. So being able to come here and just turn off my mind and talk about, like, hot guys and, like, true crime, <laughs> it's been good. Mm. <laughs> Learning new things about ourselves. Yeah. I would like to do a cheers, a a light toast to you ladies. Thank you for doing an awesome, fun podcast. Yay! Clicky! And we're drinking bubbly. (laughs) We have champagne. We have champagne. Oh, but it's been a fun ride, just because I was like, I've always wanted to try a pod, like, I'm a huge fan of podcasts, so this was, always, this was a good time and a good experience, even though people are always teasing me about when I was like, oh yeah, I can't do anything tonight, I'm doing the podcast, and they're like, well, who's listening? You guys are. So. Your mother, that's who's listening. I do like bragging about it, being like, oh yeah, I'm in a podcast. Well, it always sounds so fancy when you could say that, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm recording a podcast tonight. I was actually still really embarrassed to talk about the podcast just because it's so, it's so niche yes but every time i mention that i do a podcast people are like oh really what's it about so it's always funny i always look at tina and be like my sister and be like what's it about and she goes true crime i'm like yeah so it's a true crime <laughs> thing and then they're like oh really what's it called and i was like oh, well yeah that, is, oh, that so always the, makes me hesitate but the very last time i did tell it to somebody she was like oh yeah i love that show Aww. so she's like yeah i'll look for you and i was like i shouldn't be afraid to tell people <laughs> i was like they're actually well, very it's, interesting it's just a funny title yeah. <laughs> which i thought meant something different yeah, we both did. in season one you found out that it wasn't what you yeah. thought oh dear yeah. Yeah, like actually, like horns. <laughs> Shows well, remind me of that. I always put um like I, this is actually at the top of my resume right now because everyone always asks about it because like I'm trying to do a lot of work for a local organization. They're a government funded in Canada TV place. I can't mention them by name lest they sue us. But you guys know all the ones. Hmm. But they are really interested in, in podcasting pitches. So, like, this is my practice in, in terms of being able to be like, hey, I've done this before for free. Like, <laughs> I've, I've lost money on it. But you should like, tell me more about that because, you know, I'm working on my own podcast uh, at the moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I want to do more podcasts, too, because I, I really love them. The whole format of this podcast was me trying to bring true crime to people who hadn't really been interested in it before. And I think the audience that is into Hannibal would probably have been into it. So I'm really glad Mm. to find Mm. that people are enjoying that section of the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Which brings me to we won't have a true crime ep- segment of this episode just because we have way too much stuff to talk about. Yeah, so, like yeah. really, you know, it's a season finale. We don't need a true crime. We just have a love crime. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> so this week we watched the final episode of season three, The Wrath of the Lamb, which first aired in Canada on August 27, 2015. This episode was celebrate some sort of love crime. <laughs> you know what? I know exactly where I was when the show was airing. I was still uh, out in the bush doing my doc, and I and I looked at my phone, and I was like, it's that time, it's airing now. <laughs> and I watched it as soon as I came back into town, or rather, as soon as I had internet, I watched it, yeah. Like I said, I was depressed for days. I was like, why? Aww. Why? <laughs> well, it's like, sum up how you felt when you saw it, uh, Celeste. Like, just as a feeling, what mm. did you feel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I felt a lot of feelings. <laughs> Like, I thought, like, when it, like, ended, like, everything, it just, like, it was quiet, and I was just sitting there, like, wow. Looking at your reflection as Yes. <laughs> well, it's just been a long journey for us, and just, it was just kind of sad that it, you know, it finally ended. Mm. <laughs> well, for me, um, the first time I watched it, like, it is, fin- like, finish, is coinciding with how I felt watching this one, and I was really angry, because, like, well, not angry, but, like. Uh, upset that there wouldn't be any more. Well, mm. there's probably not going to be any more. Like, hopefully there'll be more. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But yeah, <laughs> like, it's really, um, I just felt so cheated. I'm like, that's how it ends! So I, I know, cracked, right? I cracked the glass and was about to shank a person, basically. I actually really liked it. I did too, I liked but, the it's way angry. It ended. but it angered me. I was like, it, it wasn't like they left things unresolved. It, they kind of ended things where you can make your up your own ending. Mm-hmm. Which w- I will talk about. <laughs> when we come to it. Yeah, when we get there. <laughs> well, everybody will have their own idea of what yeah. happened at the end. I will talk about, the like, I didn't really write them all down, but uh, a lot of them are really fresh in my head. I can, mm. So I can just chat about them a bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the fan Sounds theories. Good. But still, uh, but we start in the dragon's house, which is, like, continuing from the last episode, with Reba being terrified out of her mind. He gives her a, te- a test to see if he can trust her. I love the shots of her orienting herself in the space. It's really cool. The feel of the carpet and the sound of the clock. Like, there's that scene where her foot is going over the carpet. I really, mm. really like that. That was a cool thing. I just hate how rough he was with her. I know. Like, I was just hating him during the whole thing. And I totally forgot that he was outside when she <laughs> opened the door. <laughs> and it scared the crap out of me. I haven't watched, I haven't, like, I've watched this maybe twice. So, like, including the time I watched it for the for the podcast. So, it's like, stuff is still new to me. Oh, I'm, okay. Yeah, so it's just like, oh. I knew the episode very well. <laughs> you probably I watched, watched it a few it. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, maybe I missed something. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. The, but the power play thing he's doing is driving me nuts. He's a completely different person from who we met in the first bit of this arc. Like, he isn't Francis anymore. So it's pretty... He is the red dragon. dragon. Yeah. I know, right? Which is really sad. Like, but also, like, it's so... Like, it's like... Okay. Ignoring all the other stuff for a minute, just for a brief second. The, the briefest moment where I'm proud of Francis becoming the red dragon, because now he's no longer this weak little boy. Yeah. He is this powerful creature. Mm-hmm. Confident. A crazy killer, but <laughs> confident. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> and then that's it. Now we're going to go back to everything else. You yeah. horrible bastard. <laughs> there. I gave it to him for a few seconds. Oh, do you think, like, like Reba's so afraid in the scene, like, of course, you know, 
crazy guy. Yeah. So she must be so heartbroken as well because you know, she was yeah. really falling for him and then she finds out he's, he's this nuts. psycho. Well, that line, right, where he's like, you he says, so you felt so good and so did you, Dee. Yeah, I know. You know, it's like <laughs> so sad. And she wasn't lying either because that's a line that's that continues in the book and in the and then in the movie. That's mm-hmm. always something that they keep because it is such a hard-hitting line because, she's, like, as we see later in the hospital, she did care about him. Mm-hmm. And she's really upset with herself that she fell in love with such a horrible person. And I'm like, well, that wasn't her fault, though. Like, but the whole arc is heartbreaking for me. First Chilton dying in a really horrible way for no reason, and Reba's fear when she discovered she was in love with the wrong person. But I am glad that she didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really expecting something horrible to happen to her. Well, I love all the women on the show. They just don't sit around to die. You know what I mean? Like, because um, like he had planned it so that she would pro- like she would po- could possibly die in that fire. Like he. I don't know. He didn't plan for her escape, though, I feel like. No, he did. That was the whole point. Yeah. That was the whole point, that was the whole point of that exercise was so that she would... Prove that he died. Yeah. Be be the witness that he died. Yep. This so. is the scene from uh, the book and the movie, too, because in the movie, he killed uh, her, the guy she was dating oh, after yeah. Francis, hmm. and that's the body she he used and shot in the head. Dang. But that whole scene where, like, you see the viscera hit her face, that was the creepiest thing. Because imagine how that felt to her. Mm-hmm. There's all this warm stuff hitting her face. <laughs> oh, I, I fell for it like a fool. <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything because I was like, oh, let's get some <laughs> Like, I was suspicious because, you know, he died within 10 minutes of, so, like, the the episode, there's like still like half an hour left. I was like, hmm. Something. Like, this feels uh. a little too simple, right? <laughs> yes. And this show has taught you better. <laughs> it's like, well, we didn't see him in food or have proper proof, so. Well, mm-hmm. they also like shot it in a way that I should have known. Yeah, that they were like. Because <laughs> so he was pointing towards her and then suddenly like the thing was like in, like in front of her. Like it was a weird shot. But it's definitely a different angle than where he was before. Yeah, that was, like, my only favorite bit of the Red Dragon movie was when Emily Watson, um, like, Francis is about to kill himself in front of her, and Emily Watson just screams and the blood hits her face. Mm -hmm. That was, like, one of the coolest shots in the movie. Like, just, that was the only time I felt that she could actually, she circumvented the bad direction and acted. Like, Mm -hmm. because, like, she is such a great actress. I love her. But yeah, like, uh, so she survives, which I'm very happy Yay. about. She even, like, does all the things you're supposed to do. She crawls. She covers her face. That was my favorite part. She grabs the key as soon as she can, even though it means putting her hand in, like, not Francis's face, like, or what's left of it. But in Francis's skull. Yeah, exactly. And she probably, like, she's in the hospital where... We we end up in the hospital where we see Will acting more like himself with Reba. Like, more like himself, quote fingers. Talking to himself? No, you know, that whole thing. Like it's no, no, no. Like, yeah, it's like... I'll get to it. Yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite sections in the book where he lets her know it wasn't her fault that she dated Francis. Like, it's... It's mm-hmm. just like... Like, uh, I like that he tells her that um, she probably saved a bunch of people just by being there for him, mm-hmm. which is really, really a sweet thing for him to say, considering he's dark well, and he could have said, like, man, you're an idiot. <laughs> right? Well, he never would. He feels that empathy, right? Yeah. Which is what I want to talk about right now. So Reba speaks to Will, and Reba says, I drew a freak. And says, you didn't draw a freak. You drew a man with a freak on his back. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, it took Tumblr prompting for me to notice this, but um, to me, that almost felt like Will's talking to himself. Yeah. 
You drew a man with a freak on his back. <laughs> no? No? Okay, well, anyway. It's like he's talking to himself because he also fell for a person who's, you know. Who's crazy. Who's yeah. crazy and a killer and, you know. Okay, maybe that was a leap. But... <laughs> I, I saw a few uh, Tumblr things where people, well, a lot of the fans agree with that sentiment that it, that uh, Reba and Will can relate to each other on this note. That's yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. Just like, it's just, um, because, like, what did she fall in love with? She fell in love with uh, the guy who was, like, you can say that she fell in love with the perfectionist guy because she talks about seeing, like, his notes before, like, she actually met him, so she knows what he's like, right? So, like, she's in trance, well, not in trance, but, like, she's... Not enamored, but interested in him. Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah. He's curious. He's mysterious. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And, like, she didn't fall in love with him because he was killing people. <laughs> but he was, he was like, this, like, shy kind of, like, you know. He had a sexy voice. Yeah, he was, he was rugged. <laughs> and she thought maybe he was just this blossom that hasn't bloomed yet and just needs a little tender love and care. And will bloom. And she thought he was blooming, but he wasn't blooming into a flower. He was blooming into a Venus flytrap. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with Venus flytrap. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm but just full of bullshit over here. Don't mind me. <laughs> Don't mind me. Oh, before we move on, so uh, if uh, people, when next time y- y'all watch the, the the episode and that scene when Will's talking to Reba, the credits are flashing across the screen, and it said director of photography Michael Marshall. Local Winnipegger. Well, Yay! I'm pretty sure he's still local. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Uh, but <laughs> He was one of the guys at the podcast fest? Or no, uh, the guy at the podcast fest was uh, one of Hannibal, uh, one of the show's uh, SFX people. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah that's different, pretty no. cool, yeah. But uh, yeah, Michael Marshall, um, I, so- like, I sort of worked with him uh, on set for uh, Cashing In. Mm. I was in locations, but... Uh, you know, I still had to, like, bring him his stuff half the time when they were setting up Video Village. So uh, I was still kind of, I was like, hey, and then we're Facebook friends, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, hey, we talked about you on a podcast. <laughs> but I didn't want to fangirl on him, right? So when, after the show aired, like, a couple weeks went by, I, I just sent him one message. I said, uh, I really loved the episode. It was really great. I'm a big fan. And he said, thank you. And I said, so anytime you need a lackey, just let me know. <laughs> and he never let let me know. So. Uh, but that's fine. Him another message just to say that whole scene at the end was yeah. <laughs> the, the way the sky looks was cool. Well like I'm doing a chef kiss like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so we get back to the Mind Palace Church. Mm. I just wanted to ask you guys that Sue Tannibal is wearing, what the hell is that? He, looked like a, he looks like a kilt exploded all over him. I did not like that suit. <laughs> You know what, Sonia? Shut your mouth. <laughs> Check that one. Check yourself He was damn fine I in that, like suit. that suit. Damn uh. fine. He looks refined. He looks smart. You know, he just he looks comfortable with his semi shaggy hair. You know? Is that the first time we've seen him in a light colored suit, though? Oh like, no, no. Because like, that's like the lightest I remember I him being in. Don't know. No, he wore a few uh, light colored ones in Florence. Pretty sure he wore that gold one. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't like that too. <laughs> yeah, well. I think it looks good in anything. <laughs> oh, but the big thing, big question of that scene, is there any point in Will going home again? That's like the big question of this episode. No. But, yeah, because I, like, I, like, I like Hannibal and no Molly's hesitation. words. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like Hannibal and Molly's words to Will being at odds. Molly telling him she would be the same. Hannibal reminding him that everything's going to be different. 
That was pretty cool. What a bitch. Yeah, I love the duck, the dichotomy thing. And I hate when he puts his hand up to the window. No more window window love. Get out of there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) window love. (laughs) Go sell it. (laughs) Sorry, that's a half-baked reference, people. (laughs) But the second he put his hand up there, I was like, oh my god. I know, that was very, like, a sentimental lover move. I'm like, that was freaking wrath of con shit in there. (laughs) It was great, though. I loved it. That whole scene where, yeah, Hannibal's just like, what a cunning boy you are. (laughs) (laughs) But he keeps continuing trying to, like, like put seeds in Will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ideas. Ideas. Um, Just like, you know, think about me, Will. And then Will, you know, puts his hand on the glass. And it's like, you turned yourself in. You'd only do that if I had rejected you. And it's like this pause. And it's like, goodbye. And then he's like, Will. Was it good to see me? No. And you were like, yeah, it was. You lied. It was, it was great. <laughs> it was really great. But this is the only Horribly thing, great. But this is the only thing I could think of whenever anybody puts their hands to glass in like a, a moment of love is the scene from Wrath of Khan where Spock dies. Hold on, I'm playing it right now. <laughs> oh, God. Spoiler alert. It's been out for 20 years. <laughs> what is it? He's dying from radiation, right? Yeah, because he saved the ship. Aww. This is window love. Aww. And Kirk puts his hand on Spock's hand. It's really sad, like a sad scene. It's really beautiful. It really is. Yeah, because like he, uh, they had if they had to get out of the Genesis wave uh, before it destroyed the ship, mm. and the only way to do that is for someone to go in there and change the the radiation themselves. Well, didn't they do that in the new mo- in the new universe movie? Yeah. Except they they turned it around, right? Yeah. And I was like, I know I loved that when I saw that. I was like. Hey. I didn't love that at all. I was just like, Mrr. it was so gay. I loved it. I was so pissed that movie. I loved it. Like I love Chris Pine. I hate that movie so much. I know, like I wasn't a big fan of the latest movie to come out, but I really loved the first movie. And then, uh, what's, wait, how many Star Trek movies have come out? Three. Uh, there's mm-hmm. been three. Three, uh, right? Into Darkness and that one with Idris Elba. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, I really loved the one and two. I didn't really like the last one. Two sucked. No, yeah. It's like, if I wanted to watch Wrath of Khan, I'd go watch Wrath of Khan. Okay, we, we become a Star <laughs> Trek <laughs> I just like how gay it was. Okay, well, like, um, one thing I noticed, it seems like they didn't even need Will <laughs> during this whole thing. Yeah, he's just there like, for the whole beat. thing with Reba happened on its own without, like, any other engine. So, like, Things still like same without him. Yeah, because like it, it's a big thing in the book too. Because um, I was reading the TV tropes page for Red Dragon, and they say like even though, even though Will um, is this amazing profiler, Red Dragon is caught without any help from him. Like because he like nothing he doesn't get it. like he puts himself into like the situations and like Red Dragon screws it up himself like that's basically what happened <laughs> and Will doesn't do anything yeah <laughs> so, that's what I noticed <laughs> but like since somebody needs to speak to Reva because it's an FBI in- investigation right like because in the in the book and in the movie they drive up t- they find out who Dragon is right as he kills himself so they're driving up to his house just as they see it burning down and they find her like mm. running out of the house going like he shot himself he shot himself. So it's like, uh, yeah, they don't really need him. <laughs> he was like the main main profiler and investigator, probably. So they probably wanted to end it and stuff. But still, it's like, yeah, you're not really needed. Why are we paying you? Like, go home. <laughs> are you talking about the movie or the TV show? Uh, the TV show. Because like, uh, she said, she, uh, Celeste mentioned that uh, he wasn't really needed. <laughs> Will. Oh, what? Like, during like, like, the whole storyline? Of uh, Red Dragon, yeah. 
<laughs> sorry, I was looking at my phone when this conversation started. So what? Wow, JJ. I'm sorry. All right, come back at 30th. No, all right. No, it's just like, um, didn't really need Will at all because the Red Dragon kind of like screwed things up. No, actually, no, Reba kind of like made him, you know, do like, what is it? Got him caught? Yeah, yeah, yeah got him caught. Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't really need Will to do it. He's just sort of there. <laughs> no, but they needed Will to get to Hannibal, and it was through Hannibal that they 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 caught the Red Dragon because because uh, the Red Dragon was talking to Hannibal. Mm. So they still needed Will as a catalyst. Well, wouldn't he already uh, he already like messaged not messaged he already phoned Hannibal though uh, without Will. Will there? Yeah. Hold on, let's see. Oh, that's a good point. But Hannibal's end game is Will. You know, he, you know, like all this chaos still could have ensued, and there wouldn't have been any reason for Hannibal to get out of, you know, jail and do the 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 chaos and whatnot. The end game has always been Will. It's the only reason Hannibal's even in jail. So, hmm. saying like in this season, mm. if Will didn't come back, I think things would have been fine for everybody. Like it still probably would have progressed almost the same is, mm -hmm. is what you're saying. What, what, and I get that. Um, but I think something else would have come along. Something else would have been a catalyst. Cause it, cause the only reason Hannibal's in jail is, is he's waiting for Will. Yeah. So and, it's, it's, you know, it took three years for him to get there, but you know, <laughs> on the character page for Will Graham on the Sorry. Hannibal literature, famed in his department for being able to ascertain the psychological state of the criminal, played a bit more realistically than some examples. Uh, Will's profiling isn't enough to catch Dollar Hyde, and most of his successes on screen are more about luck or police work than his empathetic talents. So, like in the in the movie, they played that straight because it wasn't him who figured out what the code meant in the uh, in the Tatler letters. So it wasn't him who figured it out, but he knew that there was going to be there was a code in there. Mm. He just wasn't mm. So it's more of like a team effort to catch Dollar Hyde in the story. But yeah, the book's good. Read the book. <laughs> so, but. Um, yeah, I quoted that, was it good to see me, uh, line, because I'm like, oh, damn it, he pissed off Hannibal. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, they're gonna escape. He's gonna run away. I don't think he, like, pissed him off. Because, <laughs> you know, everything, like, kind of bounces off Hannibal's head and I think speaks. In, in the way he, in he, the way he could be pissed off, he was pissed off. He's like, because he, he answered him in the negative, right? That, like... Was it good to see me? No. <laughs> so, that's sad. I, I don't think he pissed him off. I think it, it was... It's a weird foreplay that they're doing with each other, <laughs> except it's wordplay. Because, <laughs> well, because, like, like this has been a fan argument forever. It's like, had they even... If they really did end up as a pairing together... Wouldn't necessarily be sexual. It'd be all mental stimulation, you know. Like and the this, and like the, yes, yeah. exactly. Like that. I was just about to say, oh, you're getting ahead of me, Sonia. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in your mind. Whereas uh, the vampires no longer feel sexual gratification. However, when they drink blood, it's like having like a mini orgasm because it's it's great to have blood. Mm. Uh, but when they're with companions and such, they need someone who's on the same level as them mentally, emotionally, intellectually, and just all that, so that. They can have a companion because there obviously can't be any physicalness between them because they don't feel anything. Mm. So the only time vampires get boners in Anne Rice's world is when they just had blood, 
because obviously the blood pumps through. <laughs> it goes straight. <laughs> yeah, it goes. It really does. <laughs> no, Anne Rice explicitly says that in a few of the books. Sometimes they'll they'll have boners for like an hour because they just finished, but they don't really care because it's like. <laughs> you know? Speaking of, how often do they need to feed in that universe? It was implied in the movie that they'd have to feed every night. Uh, as you get stronger and you get older, it gets less. You, it get, becomes less. Uh, I think, you know, it's God, it's been like over 20 years since I last read a book. Um, but I think Lestat was able to go like, up, upward to a month without blood. Mm -hmm. uh, you get very weak, of course, and it gets harder. You know, you can, like, drink, like, the blood of rats and animals to boost you up, but human blood is best. Mm. But, yeah, it, you have to be stronger. If you're, like, a fledgling vampire, yeah, you'll you'll die in a few days. Yeah. So. Surprise! Dragon <laughs> is still alive. <laughs> in case you weren't sure. <laughs> He's still alive and he wants the little well gram. Doesn't the show know to check the body? That's what I said. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to over here. Well, they double-checked afterwards. But and yeah. is it just me, or is the dragon's voice getting sexier? I noticed it, like, <laughs> two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gotten sexier since you stopped being Francis. Oh, so he's, like, more, like... Gravelly. It's more evil. <laughs> well, it's not as, you know, um, pausing as okay. it used to be, right? Because he was shy. You know, and he didn't want to draw too much attention to him talking, because then you look at someone's face and you look at their mouth when they talk. Mm -hmm. You don't. If you're attracted to them, you look at their mouth. Speaking of, later. <laughs> but if you're you're really paying attention to someone, you'll usually look at their eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, but anyway, so he would do that and not, and uh, no one would pay attention to him. But now that he's more confident and he is the dragon, he'll talk as much as he wants to now because now he doesn't care. So. Everybody's voice is really sexy this season. Like I'm gonna go lie down. Like this is yeah. not me. I'm gonna go by myself in my room. <laughs> Just oh. listen to their voices. <laughs> but one thing that killed me, I love Jimmy Price's impression of the dragon in Reba. <laughs> I can't let you die. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a bitch. <laughs> like, these people just die. You're like cutting up the dude who just died horribly. <laughs> I love that scene, though, when they're talking back and forth, and you could see, like, uh, one just, like, explaining, the other one getting ready to jump in. Like, okay, it, it, and then he'll jump in, and then the other one jumps in, and it's like, no, I was crap, I'm telling the part I wanted to tell. And then, okay. And I was just like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, my God. It makes me miss Beverly. I was oh, just about to say. <laughs> it makes me miss the third, the trio of the three musketeers oh, of the science. Oh, they're missing. But, but so everybody wants to kill who they love in this universe. So uh, Dragon is out to get Hannibal. Mm. And Will is out to get Hannibal. <laughs> Everybody's out to get Hannibal. <laughs> Alana would get Hannibal if things were different. But mm. we'll find, we'll get to that scene in a second. <laughs> but uh, so we come a long way since season one. Here we see Will using Jack's stupidity to get Hannibal to escape. Like that was the dumbest plan in the history of time. Well, dumbest was, plan. <laughs> well, really, you know, uh, you know, in this whole thing now, like, after, you know, the, the Red Dragon, like, attacks Will and all this stuff. I love how Will was just like, you didn't break my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, it's these two, like, protégés, you know, you know, you know, bumping into each other because of what Hannibal did. Bumping sticks. And, and, and uh, <laughs> no. Bad time. No. Um, I do not follow that. Off. That's not an OTP. Leave it alone. Um, what if that exists? Let me look it up. No. Stop it! <laughs> Take his laptop. Throw it away. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, I really love how this has brought manipulative Will Baby. He's back. 
because, you know, he was a little manipulative in prison, right? He was pretending to be all sad, and then he was like, I'm not sad. I'm oh, like that whole scene where he's sad and eyelashes Matthew Brown. <laughs> right, 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 He does that again later. Anyway, uh, and then, yeah, he's like, we need to fake an escape and all this. But no, it's all part of the dastardly plan mm-hmm. to actually kill es- Hannibal. Like, yeah, kill Hannibal, but to actually escape. It's not fake. <laughs> I'm just like, Will, you're so good. Because <laughs> everyone believes him, you know? And he even, like, he even, like, puts all his cards on the table. And he's like, and tell them that, you know, I helped him escape, you know? <laughs> and it's like, working with truth. And it's like, yeah, it's not, it'll make it even more believable. It's like he's he's literally telling them, I'm going to do this for real. But it's like, now we're doing this fake, right? <laughs> it's like, Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that wait. was the dumbest nudge, thing. Nudge. Like that bothered me. I was just like, they're trying to get it. Like Will is not the most stable individual in the history of time. Well, I genuinely think Jack really, really, honest to God, Jesus, you know, saved him because Hannibal just tried to kill his family, or the red dragon. He manipulated the red dragon to, to kill, his, kill family. his family. So even more so, uh, <laughs> Jack's got a more. More reason to believe Will's actually in this to, you know, for the end game. For the end game, uh, well, Jack's end game anyway. So, but still, I'm just like, ah, my psychological senses are tingling. Yeah. But I really but. like how Will still was manipulative and he like told the truth, but didn't he? Almost, he pulled a Hannibal, where it's like, I told you the truth <laughs> in my own way. Man, can we start using that as an expression in real life? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to people. It's like, did you just lie to me? It's like, no, I told you the truth in my own way. <laughs> so wow. everybody takes the idea of Hannibal escaping as well as you'd expect. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> so Bedelia is fucking scared out of her mind. She goes into her second bottle of scotch. Here, I'm going to do my impression of Bedelia. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Some more. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. <laughs> that was that's pretty much all Bedelia does through the whole is series. Is she just pours the liquor? Have you noticed that? Every yeah. time something's going on, she's pouring liquor. Well, she wasn't drinking the last few times that we've seen her, but this is the first time she's like, "Oh fuck, he's they're gonna let him out." <laughs> like, like, cause it's he's not nobody's in control except for him. It's like, eh. so you think like Will went to her just to warn her. He went to her to rub it in, I think. It yeah. was a professional courtesy. <laughs> and nothing more. <laughs> That's what I think. And it was just a courtesy. And it's like, it's really up to her whether she's going to live or not. And who knows if she did. You know? <laughs> we'll get but to just, that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But, yeah. but I'm with Bedelia. Why don't we just start eating each other before Hannibal gets the chance? <laughs> That's what I feel right now. It's like, he, like, he went to crossfire. Like, he was hiding from Interpol for what? like six months like he's been he wouldn't have been caught unless he wanted to be like originally and that's how he gets hardly be caught a second time (laughs) (laughs) well like to be fair he wasn't actually like caught caught he gave himself up so he was never actually caught in the techno Technic. Man, you're just enjoying this episode, aren't you? (laughs) In the the meaning of the word. Aw, he can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna drink. (laughs) You guys go ahead and talk. I'm so sorry. But we spoke to you soon saying Chilton was dead last episode, but he does not look better. Nope. We also see that he doesn't have an eyelid. 
Oh, maybe it's just like a little quote that um, Bedelia said. Uh, what is like reckless, righteous, twitchy little man? Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like ready to marry her. After she said yeah, that. everyone calls him uh, um, little man. Little man, because he's so tiny. <laughs> I think I mentioned it that Hugh Dancy when I saw him at Comic Con one year was so tiny. It was beautiful. Like I could barely see him over the heads you just of other people. Put him in your pocket. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Like and he, I didn't know he was British when I when I saw him at the panel. Like I turned to my friend Angel and I'm like, he's British. And she's like, his name is Hugh. <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> but, uh, but this episode just pisses me off. It's like fanfic, and I'm so angry. I want to kill Will's tinky ass, <laughs> twinky ass, rather. <laughs> it's like I kind of liked it though, because it kind of seems like Will is releasing the beast. Yeah, like it's a part of a game. Like he looks like he's starting shit himself. <laughs> well, it feels like he's becoming the dragon too. That's what it is. <laughs> he's becoming. You said releasing the beast. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dirty. Oh, I only had like one glass. <laughs> also, we, just have like... bro- we have two bottles today, so it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> drown our sorrows. <laughs> and so we're escaping for real. Is anyone really surprised? Not me. No. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting. Francis to show up and yeah. have the next game. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. You guys are jumping ahead of the okay, best part. Okay, uh, okay. don't jump ahead of the best part. <laughs> <laughs> or one of, well, one of the best parts. The ending really is the best part. But anyway, <laughs> where it's like, <clears throat> you know, Will's going up to Hannibal and telling him the plan. He's like, this sounds weak, even as you say it. And it's just like, Will's like, I need you, Hannibal. You're our best shot, Hannibal. There's like a pause. Hannibal looks at him just like with that slight head tilt, like, I don't know if I believe you. And of course, all all Will has to do, is... <laughs> and that freaking eyebrow move he does after he says it, like he goes exactly like this. Please, yes, pull it up. Okay, hold on, pull it out. Yeah, I did feel it. like he had. They're having like a second conversation mm-hmm. during their. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what's really going on. Is like you know, Will is actually telling him the plan, but it's also not the plan mm-hmm. and i think that's when when will says please you know it's it's a it's it is a double entendre he's really asking him like cannibal I'm doing this please <laughs> and then he's like ah so he smiled so it's he's smiling for two reasons you know the fact that he got will to say please and then you know it's like ah. yeah they're escaping for real yeah it's like i got you but also, I just missed the part to mention the whole bit where uh, Hannibal tells Alana that she died in his kitchen. Yeah, I, yeah. I did love that clip. Favorite scene. Oh, it was so cool. He's like, so edgy. Like, <laughs> like, uh, and the, like, okay, we'll get to that scene later, yeah. but I'll talk about it when we get there. You're living Isn't on borrowed time. Your wife, your child. You missed the nine, did Fucking each other. <laughs> but I love how you can tell he doesn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he smiles. He's like, there's my, my murder husband. 
and then the escape happens. Yeah. Oh, um, isn't, like, the Alana scene before it? No, it comes... Uh, well, the Alana scene is before the scene. Hold on, let me pull it up. Because she goes to speak to Chilton first. Right. And then she yeah. goes to speak to Hannibal. One thing that made me happy is that Red he Red said... <laughs> but um no Hannibal said you know her wife and her child so does that mean they got married oh well, you'll find out in a second hold on they should be married they are married capture Francis Dollarhide you get your books drawings your toilet all privileges will be restored face much as I trust you with his Intend to release me into police custody. Police are not as wise as you are. I escape in earnest. Kill you. First chance you get, I assume. In my kitchen, Alana. Chose to be brave. Every moment since. Borrowed. That pen is fucking cool. I know. Belong to me. God damn it, Hannibal. You made a bargain for Will's life. That's when you called. Careful what you bargain for. I hope that she kept a straight face during this whole scene, though. Oh, yeah. Well, she's going to kill her, his fucking, her fucking child. So I was like, man, I would have tased him in the balls I feel like that. he's, like, underestimating her, too, because she actually did grow since then. Oh, yeah. She's not going to let it happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Um, so we get a random... During the escape scene, we get a random shot of dollar hide in a suit like i think it, like it's really weird like but it looks like he's in hannibal's old house and that shot what it seems like and it really looks really cool i love that like random flash of it i think it's just him like in his coat but it still looks pretty cool i like that scene yeah i thought it was a weird randomness but i figured it was supposed to be like a a, a cue of some kind that uh oh, i'm still not quite sure let me pull it up Though to be fair, uh, this is the first time I ever like was writing notes as I was watching. Normally I would stop. Oh, that's a great shot. <laughs> See? He's wearing a suit. Well, Will hit his head, right? So who's actually seeing that? Will is, right? Ah! That's the news in the old noodle. I'm smart, and it's university. <laughs> but this made me think that they were escaping together. Like, I was so pissed when that didn't happen. I was oh, like, uh, I Hannibal thought Dollar and, and uh, Hannibal were going to escape together. And oh, they went behind. I'll bet you there's a fan fiction out there, though, that, that that's what happened. But that was my hope, that they escaped together and kill Will. Oh, like, before um, Francis came and helped them escape, I like that when they're writing in the back, uh, Hannibal keeps like glancing at him and like, at the guard too. Like he's like, "Aren't you going to like kill that guard so we can escape?" Like right now, right, right now is a good time. <laughs> I know, right? I love the way they can talk to each other with just their eyes. It's like really telling, and it just shows how much they're in love. <laughs> but I gotta mention—that's my impression of that. You know, just, I love it. Those great, that, those real fans that are just like you know. Yeah. Hardcore about it. Yeah. But that's just the way they sound in my head. I've never met anybody who actually talks like that, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the whole scene with with Hannibal happily getting rid of the van and pulling cops out of that car, fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, it's, it's like, out of place because, you know, 
usually see them summer dark and like inside like seeing them outside in the like the Bright sun day, yeah i know it's right? really weird to me yeah it's like it's truth it's all like we're all at like who are we who are we who are we shit in here right i just love how edible's just like it's like will's like where are you going oh my god like, it my favorite scene in the whole show you know will you worry too much Such a dork. <laughs> I, love I love it. Because it feels, it feels like such a pickup to me. That's yeah. why I love it. Going my way, babe. That's yeah. That's definitely flirting right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I just love that part where he's like, "Where are you going?" It's like, like too much. It's like it's like I love FBI agents. They keep staying the same age, and I <laughs> I can get an old. Yes, they do. Yes, they oh do. my god. So that's since, a bad joke. I'm sorry. But so since Hannibal has escaped for real, Alana is running for the hills with Margot and the Berger baby. Oh, I love that scene. so cute. Yeah, the three of them coming out of the house with little baby Berger swinging from their arms. Let them live, Hannibal. Hold on, I'm pulling up the scene. Uh, did he have a teddy bear or a little pig? I think he had a little pig. Hold on, let's see. Or no, it looks like sheep. Is it a sheep? Oh, I'll pull it up. They changed to sheep. So it's still a stock animal. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. He's glamorous. hopping. I love how he's just hopping like, you know, we're going for a helicopter ride. It's a bunny. Bunny, yes. I love them. <laughs> and I love that she that Margo's the one who picks him up. That's so cute to me. Mm -hmm. Be able to easily hide from Hannibal. Yeah, because he he's a criminal. They they just go overseas. But they then, but they still got. Uh, he still got Mason. So, but Mason was his own stupidity. That's how they got him. So, but they they would go into hiding probably, yeah, and have more people and more like evilness to protect them. Mm. Hexes and whatnot. Just go to Japan. Never find them there. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to ask: Who was maintaining that house in Hannibal's absence? Nobody. Gio. <laughs> there was clothes in there. And wine. Clothes. There was clothes in there. Why does that look <laughs> It's a safe house, Sonia. It's they like were... leaving a cabin out in the woods. You know, you stock it full of stuff, you leave it be, and then, you know, it's just... For three years? Yes, you can do that. As long as, like, you pay, you pay in advance that it's good and whatever. Like, he might have paid for, like, uh, like one, uh, what do you call him? A uh, uh, person who takes care of apartments uh, uh, and stuff. House sitter? Yeah, like a house. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Um, Sublet. Yeah, like a super of some kind, like who just looks after properties or whatever. Uh, who could? Who probably went there like once a year to just go make sure none of the windows are broken and shit. I don't know. Once a year. <laughs> but like, if it's for all, like he's a, he he probably played a rich person, right? And this is my home. I come and visit every once in a while because I'm super fucking rich. And he really just had to pay someone like a hundred thousand dollars to go check on his house every once in a while. Is it under Mistress' name? Like whose name is it under? It's probably under like various names. Each time he went there, it was probably for a different rich person name. Mm. I'm just saying it's not that hard to maintain a house that you barely visit. Okay. <laughs> I'm poor, so that's why I asked. Yes, well, I guess it shows a telling of a little bit of my upbringing, the fact that I know that, but I'm just saying. Well, no, I never understood why people had cabins, mostly because I grew up in the woods, and I, I think going out to the woods is the most boring thing in the history of time, So, uh, which makes sense because I'm going for a freaking conference in the woods. In the <laughs> so, but yeah, like the woods, like a vacation to me is going to a cool city. That's what I like to do. But, but the point I'm trying to make is like uh, uh, like uh, my, my own parents had a house that, that they rarely ever went to, and they just, uh, well, we paid a relative 
because you trust a relative more. But they would go there like once a month, just go make sure the house is okay, you know. So I'm just saying it's not that far out there that his house is just, you know. Just hanging out? Yeah, and it's ready and stocked and ready to go. Just in case he needs it? Yeah. Oh, okay, also I want to mention, and I just love that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the casual look Hannibal's wearing. Like, it really fits his new bitchy persona. Because <laughs> like, it's like that sweater and like a little turtleneck and like jacket. It's la more cash, right? <laughs> yeah, it's casual. It's date ready is what it's it is. Go <laughs> <laughs> so Will tells him the, that Dragon is watching. And then the gunshot comes through the window and freaked me the hell out. Because I was like, what? I like from the piano playing at the beginning, too. It kind of sounded very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it like Hannibal was playing it at first. But then, you know, he came out with wine, which is even more. What's their love theme? Gay. Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wanted to tell you guys funny. So in that, that whole scene there when, you know, Hannibal's uh, opening the wine and uh, he's talking to Will. And I think the, the actual line is... Um, my feelings for you are, are uh, what is it? Feelings for you are inconvenient, Will. And he goes, well, if you leave and, you know, <laughs> you're, well, you're inconvenient to have feelings for a cow. And then he smiles. Anyway, uh, um, uh, Fanable fans have a thing where they'll put uh, new, new subtitles over scenes, right? And just make up dialogue of what they're saying. And then they'll make up their own little story, vignettes, whatever. Anyway, one of my favorites, I had to quote, that they put over that scene. Uh, Hannibal's like opening the wine bottle, right? And it's, uh, tell me something dirty, he says to Will. And then Will says to him, I'm not wearing any underwear. Hannibal looks at him. Because you didn't do the, the laundry like a fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes back to Hannibal smiling. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, that's the best thing ever. And that was half of what I was thinking about when I was watching the scene. So I had to like replay it over again. And then like, okay, be serious. Okay, here we go. Be serious. <laughs> Uh, I think Hannibal is more pissed that Dollarhide ruined the wine. Like, Probably. He, you know, he shot it right out of, out of his hand. That was a good shot. That was a really good shot. It, that was like, actually in a really long time of, of the show, that gunshot made me jump in my seat. I yeah. was just, well, you heard it, you know? It scared the crap out of me. It like, did. Yeah. I, was like, I wasn't expecting that. Usually things don't make me jump too much if I knew they're coming. But yeah, I was like... <gasps> I'm like, I'm like, right, right. He gets shot. I knew this. But and Hannibal is in a bad way. That bullet went all the way through, so he is probably gonna die from that. Or unless he, well, no, he's a doctor. He could probably suture it himself. But he needs medical. No, isn't that the 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 the, the bomb? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, isn't that the 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 <laughs> that, that a bullet going all the way through is good? Remember? No, um, exit isn't... wounds make it worse because like they they're usually messier when they come out the other side. Well, th don't they always say though in like action movies and whatever when they're checking out someone's wound and they say like the bullet went straight through, he'll be fine. You know, it's a clean wound or what, or went straight in and out. It's good. You know, <laughs> I think because it's just easier. If there's no bullet to take out. Yeah. Then Aww. that way you really just have to put your hands on both the, 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 the fuck, the front and the exit, <laughs> and then you'll be fine. I don't, Wait, I don't know what's how, wrong with me. How bad are exit wounds? I think I'm half tired and You're half drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you are totally drunk. <laughs> You're getting drunk off the bubbly. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's actually a little bit more, um, you know, got more kick to it than, Well, it's uh, a different wine than we usually get. It just says somewhere here on the bottle how much, much alcohol is in it. Eleven percent alcohol. How much is in this one? <laughs> oh, I was reading here that um, 
So if a bullet passes entirely through, it wastes a lot of energy. 7.6, um, so yeah, there's more alcohol in this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. A bullet, however, which stops within the body cavity, spends all its energy in there doing as much damage as possible. Yeah. So it's kind of worse to have it not exit the body. Um, Let me make sure of that, though. Keep talking. So it's worse that it that it exits the body? Uh, it's it's worse if it stays in. Yeah, that's what I thought. Say, hold on. Because it also has, like, uh, not lead or whatever, like, all that's, uh, it's got gunpowder on it. It's, it's basically uh, a foreign entity in yeah, your body. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's poison. Mm. So it's worse. Yeah, Whereas it to exit, now all you really have to worry about is just uh, closing, the closing the wound and not losing blood. And depending on where you're shot, like, if you're shot in the gut, then all your, uh, the acids in your uh, stomach and your intestines get out. And that's really why a stomach wound is really horrible because mm. you can feel all that. Whereas if he was just shot in the side and it just missed his organs, then it's just a, it's just a fish wound. But it went straight through him, so obviously in, like, a liver or something. The only real hard and fast rule Obvious. is that if there's an exit wound, you're more likely to bleed out. If the, and if there isn't one, you're more likely to have a horrible, life-threatening infection. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good. sure that a clean shot straight through is Maybe better. Of course, not getting shot is best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's not just that the bullet can bounce around, but rather that it can break into sharp, smaller pieces. Uh, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Science. Uh, I'm just trying to find it. Holes not only means much more bleeding, it's over twice as much surface area exposed to infection. So it depends. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure. I was just going off of movies, really. <laughs> like, that's not your best uh, thing, but I always distinctly remember that where they were like, it's a clean wound. It'll be blah, blah, blah. Just well, cover a, it up. And that's what they pressure. said in uh, Terminator 2 when uh, they shot Miles Dyson through the arm and it went straight through. And yeah, like, right. Oh, it's clean. Like, you just got to put pressure on it. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I know way too much about medical knowledge about this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, Dragon is ever the videographer. He came with his own gear and is always ready. Props He's always to ready to make a movie. <laughs> He's always ready to make a snuff film. Between <laughs> three guys, <laughs> alone in a house, out in the wine. But the grossest thing I've ever seen in the show. Will being stabbed through the cheek. And oh, like, yeah. yeah. That was just... Oh, yes. And then he fucking lifted him up oh, off yeah. the ground. I was like... Ah. That was just like gross. I would have been like, not the face, not the face. <laughs> Anywhere but the face. Did they just like went through like his mouth? It went through his cheek. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah. it... So I don't think it actually like got him in the bone or anything. I think, yeah, it was just through the like, cheek. And then the, and then the knife the was actually lifting then. It's just, uh, uh, up like, like it. that. <laughs> but the way Will is just spasming is so damn creepy and way too real for me. I know. That would freak me out more. Like, just him, like, spasming like he was going into shock or something. Yeah, but I think he was fighting the shock because he didn't want to, you know, pass, pass out. out. Yeah. That whole damn fight between the three of them is how I imagine my threesome will go. Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> You're just holding me the laughter, I can see it. But with less blood, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just pointed accusingly at JJ. <laughs> what? I like that little Will took like a sip of his wine when I know, he was right? on the ground. It was all happening. He's like, I'm oh just going to watch you die. There's really nothing else to do. He's like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to play the song and we're going to talk about this thing going on. <laughs> It's a really interesting thing about this song. Apparently, uh, they brought this this musician out of re supposed yeah, retirement Sue. for yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they said that 
they, they said, well, like, you know, what kind of song do you want to do? And they said, we kind of want, you know how James Bond has a, a specific a song, a theme that plays each time a movie comes up. It's mm -hmm. like, we kind of want that. But we also want a song that talks about Hannibal and Will and this relationship they have, whatever you want to call it. Go. <laughs> and that's what this song is. So they came up with Love Crime. Love Crime, yeah. Right down to its essence are these two people that can't stop thinking about each other. Doesn't matter in what capacity. One's a criminal and one's a cop. It's a love crime. <laughs> I'm oversimplifying it, but you know. I love the way it's I know, right? I actually really like the song. Oh, yes. I'm probably going down on it. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, it's a really, they chose a really good song. Mm -hmm. And like, it's so perfect. I know, right? It's just so sultry and just. <laughs> Okay, this whole thing with Will and Hannibal and the books are way too sexy. I need to stop and compose myself. And the song is not helping. I know, right? <laughs> the, the glances they exchange each other when they're like getting ready to kill, it's almost like uh, uh, people have called it, this is officially their... Uh, uh, their wedding song? Uh, uh, what, what's it called? It, um, <laughs> oh my god. No, <laughs> you know, um... <laughs> What's it called uh, when uh, uh, a couple finally does it after they're married? Um, thank you. Great. <laughs> I like how you just do the head. Well, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this Everyone considers this their official consummation of their... Well, because, like, freaking um, Hannibal bites... Uh, dragon. Yeah. Like, that was like that was way too like, That's sexual. So <laughs> like that was way too sexual the way he did it. Like, cause, like even if he was to kill him, but it was still pretty like. Such uh, a cool fight too. Like, oh yeah. I mean, it's first started out, you know, like uh, Francis took Will out, and you know they were taking they just they were taking him. turns with the knife and stabbing at each other, and then like uh, Hannibal comes out of nowhere and like grabs his bag. He's like, get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> Will just shanking the dragon like they're in prison. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is the part where they say, this is all I ever wanted for you, Will. For both of us. It's beautiful. And then they reach out for a hug. Yes, I know it that well. <laughs> and then they're about to... They almost kiss. And then... I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> Will is looking at Hannibal's mouth. I feel like I'm watching something I shouldn't be. And I wrote just like, kiss. <laughs> kiss already. Because <laughs> like, I just feel that, that like, uh, somebody, like, I read a fanfic once where they were describing the, the energy that passes when you're about to kiss somebody, but you're not doing it. And I'm like, that's what that felt like. And it's was really gross to Well, me. apparently uh, the actors did actually ask. If they should kiss? Should they kiss? Aww. And the feelings was that it was too on the nose. Like it's not, it's like yes, we know they're together, but we don't we don't need it. If it, it would feel like too much, and then we would really be just playing to the fandom. Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah. Like I like this better because like it's more intimate in that way. Yeah. Like even though I don't like Hanagram and I hate this ending, um, but I really feel that this was a lot more the way that they were, if they were together. It, like okay, going on the idea that they are together. Mm -hmm. This is how they would do it because it's the Anne Rice thing where it's like it's not about sex; it's about the the relationship, the combination of their minds, mm. and the combination of their minds came together with the killing of Francis. I yeah. heard like a really nice quote on Tumblr: how if you can't show 
two characters in love both them kissing, then you didn't do the romance, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really freaking love uh, the scientists in Pacific Rim. Like, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my OTP right now. Just because I like the idea of the fact that they share the ki- the drift with the kaiju brain. Mm-hmm. That means more than anything. Like, because they, they both know the danger that's going to put them in. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to do it for each other. That's what I mean, love, yeah. Mm. Yes. But, like, so in death, Francis got to become the dragon for real. Yeah, yeah. I like that scene that was a lot. Yeah. That was such a nice scene. Yeah, it's like, aww. Even so, though he killed a bunch of people. So, uh, now that the... Okay, they fell off the cliff. We saw <laughs> the credits. And now we see Bedelia. Now tell, t- tell me your thoughts, Celeste. What do you think's going on there? I was very confused. <laughs> okay. I had to, like, watch it a couple times. Because I didn't realize that was... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, that was her leg on the mm-hmm. table. Yeah, because oh. it didn't really show it. Like, it didn't, she was wearing a black dress, so yeah. you didn't really see anything. But it was so a slit, though, and you saw a bandaged on bandage on her on, on her, her on her knee part. So yeah, that yeah, was so her I leg. Yeah, so I didn't see yeah. that right oh, okay. away. So I just like I just saw her sitting there in front of this like this leg, and she like grabbed her knife. And I know she like she was off. Like she kind of looked dragged a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was wasn't sure like what's happening. So my third first thought is like. Wait, is, like, Bedelia becoming the new Hannibal? <laughs> like, like, what is uh, going on here? And then I did the I did the thing where I looked online and be like, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, like, the, the theories that you're probably going to talk about, yeah, so yeah. I won't say anything else, but that's what my first thought was. <laughs> well, I won't get too elaborate with the fan theory. Are we there now? Can oh, wait, hold on. I was going to say, okay. Will took Hannibal with him because he couldn't live with the idea of Hannibal surviving. I'm still of the belief it was a long con, so he could kill Hannibal. It was a long con. Oh, yeah, he definitely <laughs> took him over to kill them both. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. He's like, okay, we can't let, we can't live with me like this, and we can't live with you like this, so let's kill ourselves. Uh, it's basically like what, um, like that whole thing with Louis and interviewed the vampire where he's like, we don't deserve to live. And I'm like, I think that's Louis in this universe is Will. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve to live. And yeah. Lestat is, Lestat is Hannibal and they can't, like, even though they, because I think Louis and Lestat still have a relationship in the books in that they still care about each other. They but do. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't interact very much. But, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're almost like exes who became friends yeah. <laughs> later on in the books. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to elaborate on that point at the end is, uh, uh, Will's thinking went full circle. In the first season when he's talking to, uh, to, uh, surrogate daughter abigail abigail sorry i'm forgetting everything uh when he's talking to abigail and she says so it's bad like you feel bad after you kill someone and he says it's the ugliest thing in the world whereas here at the ending you know hannibal says this is all i wanted for you this this world this world of murder (laughs) and what does he say it's beautiful he went full circle and now that he realizes that maybe this was what he was meant to be he still doesn't like it so the only way it's going to stop i will Take us both. Because he even says earlier in the scene, I don't know if I can save myself. Maybe that's just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I was going to write that down because if I knew yeah. you'd bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, all right, Hannibal, I admit it. That's what it's, you know, it's beautiful. We'll do this. and But at the same time, it's like, but I, I still can't. You know, like that. It, again, it's like Louis in uh, in Interview with a Vampire where the last bit of uh, Louis's humanity as a vampire is he, he still hates killing. So the last bit of humanity he has is uh, not turning someone else into a vampire, and which he does. And so therefore he thinks, that's it, I got nothing. But in reality, in the books, it's not quite so black and white like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
forget what happens to Louis, but anyway, um, he never fully uses his vampire powers. Like, like I said, you, you get change one person. Yeah, you, you get, you get. Would you let me Sorry, finish? <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> that, um, uh, that Louis never completely accepts his vampire powers, so therefore he always stays like a weak vampire. Mm-hmm. It isn't until he actually drinks the blood of one of the the elder vampires that he finally becomes a full vampire, and all his humanity yeah, is he, gone. Yeah, he um, drank from one of the twins, right? Yes. Yeah. The good twin. Uh, so, okay. All right. Anyway, well, go I, got ahead. I got the scene open up for when they go off the cliff. Oh, that's right. I got to talk about that too. But anyway, go ahead. But I think they're close to Yeah. Reaches out from this. The first time he reaches out for Hannibal. The time Hannibal's reached out to him. That like, embrace yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Like in the grabbing his shirt. Mm-hmm. Resting his head. Hannibal feels accepted finally. You know, like look at that. And then you can see in Will's eyes, like, okay, yeah. we gotta do we gotta kill him. Yeah. But if this is like the idea of it being the Sherlock Holmes ending, they survive. Why well, don't know if uh, Moriarty survives in Sherlock Holmes? I don't think he does. But the fan theory, the most popular fan theory is they survived the fall. Yeah. And, th- and there's lots of fan fiction called After the Fall. Mm. So um, a lot of people have lots of theories. There's lots of people who say that they, you know, they sail the ocean and they still kind of hate each other but still love each other. It's the, it's like very broody oh, yeah, fan Lewis fiction. Oh, thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's others where Will f- fully accepts murder husbands and they just go killing and then it's really more about it gets more fluffy after that, you know. Oh. <laughs> you know, do they expand the relationship a relationship to being physical, or does it forever just stay this kind of like just companionship thing? Also, the table is set for three people. Yeah, that was the other thing that people were pretty darn sure that they lived because the table is set for three people. So, assuming. But she also grabs a knife, or like one of the uh, one of the sharp instruments to and, mm-hmm. and hides it. It didn't even look like a leg. But the, it's also open-ended, right? Because it could still just be one of them who's alive doing this and that there's a new protege in there and it's actually not what we think. But I do really appreciate that they left the show open like that in the hopes that they got, got another season or a movie or something. Yeah, so she takes something to protect yeah. herself. And that's Hannibal's table. Celia's living room. She kept it, of course. Yeah. I also what? read a theory. Yeah. Well, she, like, oh, she took it. Yeah. What, took what? The table. <laughs> What's up the luck? Hannibal put the table there. <laughs> it's in her Hannibal. house? That's... Yes! <laughs> oh, I'm not going to explain. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to explain. Wait, I... That's supposed to be one of the bigger clues. I also read a theory online, too, how Virgilia was, was the one who prepared her leg because she was expecting them to show mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I remember people, yeah, some some folks had that idea that it was actually all Virgilia going crazy and doing it herself. But I was kind of like, I don't I know, that she... still didn't make any sense to me. Like, 
How? How? <laughs> how? Well, she is a medical doctor. <laughs> yeah. She could do it. It's just a, just a funny little theory. It's just, yeah, it's an interesting theory, but that's the one, for me, of all things, that is the hardest leap, actually. I'm not sure how it could That she, could she did her. it herself? or Yeah. That she did it herself. Um, let me pull up the TV oh, I'm pretty sure she likes all her limbs. I think she, if, if, if we <laughs> Like, why would she suddenly go crazy all of a sudden, like, with him uh, escaping? Because she's always been crazy. Because, like, cause she, oh, yeah, she's cause she knew like, he was going to eat her. Uh, he was going to eat her, so he's She like, wanted to, like, please him? Yeah. Like, to make it not drawn out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, it's going to be drawn out. But if she does it her way, then it's not so bad. Uh, let me see. Uh, it's an interesting theory, but I don't agree. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, here's something here. Though hardly a hero, Bedelia ends up putting herself in danger by over the course of the Red Dragon arc, re arc revealing to Will that Hannibal is in love with him. If she had not tugged on this string, it is implied that Will would have gone back to his family and lived a happy life. Then again, she may have annoyingly manipulated him to doing this by Hannibal all along. Let's see. What else? Uh, let's see. At the end of the episode, Bedelia sits at her dining table, apparently ready to feast on her own lake. Say by who? Hmm. Let's see, hold on, I'm gonna look up uh, the, the nightmare feel for that episode, too. Season three. Do you know that's an interesting thought? I've never thought of that before. I had Bedelia, Bedelia not mentioned it. A possible interpretation of the last scene is that Bedelia cooked her own leg, waiting with creepy orgasmic expression on her face and setting the table for three, implying that she believes Will and Hannibal will be joining her. But a more likely interpretation is that the ending is actually a flash forward to the future, revealing that Hannibal and possibly Will survived and has finally gotten around to making good on his intention of eating Bedelia. Bedelia hiding the fork as a weapon, the similarity to Hannibal's capture of Gideon, and the difficulty of Bedelia cutting off her own leg, cooking it, and then preparing the meal without a visible crutch or wheelchair, makes this more plausible, but only yeah. marginally less disturbing. Uh, well, exactly, that's why I was saying how. <laughs> the second interpretation has been confirmed to be the right one by Brian Fuller, is that Hannibal and Will are indeed both alive and ready to eat Bedelia together. Ew. So that's the confirmed ending. Yay! Thank you, Brian. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I know you're the partner. <laughs> but so we've come to the end, and I'm sad and mm. angry. I'm literally angry and furious, Conan. <laughs> oh, but one of the also uh, fan theories is like, yeah. Uh, so all that other stuff that blah, 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 that it was uh, that uh, Chio was watching this entire time, and she's actually waiting um, in the water with a boat and saves them, and that's how they live. How would she like? Know that though, <laughs> and expect she's it to been happen. watching him the, the whole, whole time. time, this whole time, keeping tabs. So she like just waiting in the boat. Too. <laughs> like, she, she's she knew they were going to go like fight outside, and they're like near the cliff. She's like, oh, better go in the water. <laughs> it's hard. <Yeah. laughs> well, you know, it's that this is this universe where it just happily explains it away. <laughs> I know there was a few times where I was like, how did Hannibal know that? How did we live that last? That's okay. That's how this universe works. <laughs> So just go with it. <laughs> well, they don't, I, I, don't, I can't remember my Sherlock Holmes, but I think after Reckonback, when, when he kills Moriarty by throwing him off the cliff with himself, he just explains, like, uh, in the movie at least, he uses his brother um, his brother's breathing apparatus to survive the fall. And yeah. In the book, he just like, yeah, I, I, I'm a good swimmer. That's <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Basically, I think that's how it ended. But yeah, like it, it was really funny. I think that's a, this whole scene just shout out to that. The Sherlock Holmes killing Moriarty. Yeah. 
I like that in the movie. <laughs> Where it's just like, Shelley, don't touch that. That's <laughs> my private reserve of air. You know? well, yeah, <laughs> it's just calls him Shelley. <laughs> that's my favorite uh, interpretation of Sherlock Holmes is the Robert Downey Jr. one. Like, yeah, that's, that's I love my that. Fa- well, no, elementary as well. But, like, I love... Uh, elementary is like that that version of Sherlock and uh, John Watson as a younger earlier in their relationship. That's how I feel it is like like because this mm. is Sherlock older and Elementary is Sherlock when he's younger and first meets Joe and John. So mm. that's how I feel. But anyway, we, I should do my podcast on that next. <laughs> but oh man, the show. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like how? Uh, what was your favorite and least favorite part of this episode, Celeste? Uh, the whole ending was awesome. I was actually happy with it. <laughs> and it's, it just makes me laugh, too, because there's, like, no hetero explanation <laughs> with that ending. So that was, like, a lover's embrace at the end. <laughs> uh, least favorite? That it ended. <laughs> like, was it just a good episode? Like, I don't, I don't think there's really anything that I didn't like about it. Does he wish that there was more? I'm not. Like I said, I'm actually pretty happy with the ending. <laughs> I think it ended right at its spot. Ah, that's good. Uh, JJ. Um, <laughs> He's just looking at Thousand York stare. It's <laughs> like, oh. What was your favorite part? Favorite part? And least favorite part. Sad ending. <laughs> just the, the, the acceptance and the dying, we think. <laughs> the fall. You we know, should just go just, pour wine on the, on yeah. the concrete. <laughs> just that entire ending scene and love crime playing in the background. It's just so intense. It's so cool, you know, and just, you know, it's, uh, oh, that reminds me. Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, the, the, <laughs> it's both my, uh, the scene I love and hate. Uh, but I will get back to that in a second. Sonia, what's your, what do you, you know? Uh, my favorite part was the song Love Crime. I think it fits perfectly. Mm. Though I'm not of, not of the Hanagram persuasion, I do think that, like, and I do believe that it was a, a long con on Will's behalf just to kill Hannibal, but I do like that ending that they actually went with, uh, as Celeste said, the non-hetero interpretation of their relationship. Because there's no way around it. They're gay. <laughs> so, like, and so I really find that amazing because, like, this is, like, a show on NBC and they're, like, basically about that tear-off kit and go at it so it's very cool my least favorite was probably that reba is probably gonna be in a in an intense state of like in need of therapy yeah. and so i'm really Aww. sad about that i'm just like oh i hope she's fine and what happens to molly and wally we don't know you yeah. know what I mean? that's but, the part that's too. that's good that's, yeah they go we, away yeah but in the in the original red dragon book um so hannibal ruins will's life hmm. uh will is disfigured by the dragon after he attacks them at home and Molly and him kill him. And Will leaves Molly and becomes an alcoholic and fixes boats in Florida. That's how it ends in the book. So yeah, they still don't end up together. Yeah, they still don't end up together. <laughs> but Hannibal uh, like ruins everybody's life, basically. Yeah. But yeah, just like, oh, I'm just so sad. I wanted to see Reba have a happy ending. Well, she kind of does, but like... She lives. That is the happy yeah. ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we can hope for in this universe. <laughs> oh, so I have another uh, fun theory. I, I uh, not recently, but it was like one of the most, uh, you know, considering how long uh, there's been nothing after season three. A fan came up with an interesting theory. They said, uh, "Okay, so during the fight scene, killing the red dragon, we're bouncing between two realities. There's the one where we see, uh, you know, the red dragon's wings and all that stuff, and then we actually see reality." 
where there's no wings and nothing and all this. And we're, anyway, we're, we're bouncing between the two during the scene. So the, the main theory goes, this, this one fan came up with, and, then, and they actually had the, they cut the gifts together just to help make their point even better. But basically they said, if you watch that scene again with this new thought, so we bounce between realities, and then when we get to the end, when the dragon finally dies, they're jumping back and forth, so you, the last thing you see is uh, uh, the dragon bleeding out on the ground. So that means we jump back to the fake, the, 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 the dreamy reality. Never left it in the, when they fell off the cliff. So their theory, the fan theory this fan has is the fall is completely a metaphor. It's actually, they actually did not fall. If anything, they just fell to the ground. They're dying. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're, they're losing blood. But the fall is a metaphor. And we never left this dreamy reality. Because so, they're dying of blood loss? Yeah. So they actually didn't die. Like, they didn't actually die off the cliff. And I was like, that's actually really interesting. And then we jump back to reality because we had a cut. Bedelia. Oh. And that's, now we're back to real, real. And that's actually happening. And it is actually, yeah. Oh, Will so it's the and Hannibal. Ending. Yeah, yeah kind of. Where it's like, you 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 lo you lost the the blurred lines when the real and fantasy was happening in that final scene, and I was like, <laughs> so I watched it again, and I was like, oh yeah, blurred, and you weren't quite sure when it stopped. And did they stop the sequence of reality and uh, Dreamland? You know, back and forth. And if you watch it, it looks like we're still in Dreamland when they fall off the cliff. So therefore, it didn't actually happen in our reality. In the reality. And then we'd go to Bedelia, which is now our reality. So they're murder husbands. And I was like, I like that theory. I just like how you did that rainbow. Oh. It's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> imagination. You, you poor deluded fans. <laughs> no, it gets worse and worse and worse. I know. You just have those red uh, strings connected. I know. I've been down this rabbit so hole like for that, a long uh, time. Picture from, I forgot what show it is, but it oh. shows like all like the like a board with all like the papers and he's like pointing at it like crazy like yeah <laughs> so, oh, but anyway uh that one i found very fascinating i was like oh yeah but then i was like this had been already like three years after the show had been done and i was kind of like i think we're really reaching at this point i go but it is an interesting one yeah because were she was using really what you saw in the show mm -hmm. that bouncing back and forth and, I was and like, we also are focusing on the scene from will's perspective so yeah. will has not been shown to be seated in reality a lot of the time exactly and yeah it's, it's all mostly from will's point of view so and it's just will is dying from blood loss yeah. now so like <laughs> so he could be dreaming a lot of things so they really could like if they uh, happen to get a season four or whatever or a movie that's how we could play away their air quote deaths is that it didn't actually happen, which is, I think what the span was trying to offer was how to pick up a new show or a new season or whatever. You could play it like that. So I was like, <laughs> I okay, I think I do like this theory more than the Chio waiting for them. By well, yeah, that's <laughs> be, it's too I think, I think a lot of fans yeah. were really trying to think, how can you in a practical way survive that fall? Mm. And uh, some fans play it that one only survived, and others say, like one one fan fiction I read, and you don't figure it out until the end of the fan fiction that they're in limbo the whole time, and they actually did die. <sighs> they're like they're mad at each other on a boat, and they're like lost in a fog and storm, and it is until they finally accept each other, like make stop fighting, that the sun comes out, and then 
die. <laughs> so you're just like, imagine they die. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was a very interesting fan fiction. But anyway, uh, the, the practical thing is uh, that Chio's down there and saves them in the nick of time. <laughs> I don't like that ending. I like the Will's bleeding out and hallucinating ending. Yeah, that one I really like. I was like, that one I feel like I could pick up a new series off of. That yeah, one that one I prefer than, to, than Chio to save their ass. Yeah, because it feels a little bit more, doesn't feel as convenient, but yeah. it also plays with the same imagination and uh, mind games and uh, Will's craziness. And stuff, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we come to the end of the show for real. Yeah. Um, we, but I swear, if anything comes back, I will gather the old gang together. <laughs> we will It'll be phone. like 10 years, and we're just living our own lives, and we just <laughs> and all come a, running back. There's a signal in the sky. <laughs> it's like a penis or something. <laughs> Well, didn't we say we're going to watch a movie? Oh, yeah. We would totally watch a movie when you get back. Yeah. yeah. In two months. <laughs> two months. So at the end of summer, folks, we'll be back with, uh, we'll watch a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, keep an eye out on our page. We will watch something. But, yeah, uh, we, again, just to say, like, I really appreciate everybody who's been hanging on and, mm-hmm. like, re- reblogging us on uh, Tumblr and stuff and liking our images on, t- on uh, Instagram and just following and us. sending comments. Yeah. Like, sending the comments on iTunes and on SoundCloud is really cool. I really mm-hmm. I appreciate like just sending good words is always cool like so if you wanted this if you uh, enjoyed this particular episode or a particular crime we talked about let us know like uh, apparently um, our most popular episode on soundcloud is the is the one about steven stainer the the oof from season one like mm. the egg episode that was our oof, <laughs> no, oof. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and it's really cool to see that so many people are interested in us and just hearing us talk and like about the stuff we this did. is our legacy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shout here. out to my fellow fanables for listening thank you and shout out to uh, all the people we've uh we've met through the show like alarmer Shermer, we got to meet through the show and like all the people we have been following on twitter and like mm. um aesthetics and uh camille rotten and like all the cool people we got to meet through the show so uh it's not about the show it's about the friends we've made yeah. <laughs> it's about the journey <laughs> the only ship worth a dab is a friendship <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't boo, you know I'm right. <laughs> but please, like, uh, share, like I'm, I'm planning to keep the um, the bandwidth going to keep the, the SoundCloud page up for a long time. So please let let, uh, let people know. I know there's a Hannibal rewatch going on in there in season one. Mm. So I hope that they'll, like, uh, include us on some of their episodes. Oh gosh. Like, the fans that stick with us since the beginning... Like you guys are troopers because <laughs> yeah. season one was a <laughs> we was just a, was a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to figure out audio, and I was still like an awkward little duck at the time. You know what I found out? That wasn't just that wasn't just us. That when 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 I was doing the show and I was back there, that little mic thing was doing it for 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 their voiceovers there too. Yeah, so really? It wasn't just us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're just crappy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All this time I thought like, oh shit, I think that they're kind of annoyed with us for, you know, because that's what I thought was going on. But then I was like, it wasn't us. <laughs> it actually wasn't. So I feel better. Yeah, I was really glad when we were able to find our groove. So, mm. like, thank you for helping us find our groove. And I hope you will keep in touch with us in terms of, like, on our Twitters or on our Instagrams because we love following you guys. Like, and we are friends in real life, by the way. We don't just hang out to us. Like, <laughs> we're strangers. <laughs> just, you guys didn't know this. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, when I first started out, I didn't really know JJ at That's the time. True. Like, yeah, I think we talked, like, twice, <laughs> maybe, yeah. before we started the podcast. 
and I was still like getting like like who is this person? <laughs> I was like a little shy. It's like, Who's this nerd? And then she started driving me home, and then I started liking her. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> but yeah, please keep in touch, and yeah, we will see you when we watch Red Dragon. Or should we should we really uh, uh, like go crazy and watch Hannibal Rising? That'd be hilarious. Mm. Let's watch both of them. <laughs> I don't. No, we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on our pages. We'll yeah. let you know. Anyway, bye. We're not doing Oh, my God. the interwebs. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. But, uh, <laughs> where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find oh, me. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. And um, like I said earlier, I'm actually working on a podcast of my own that's more of like a story narrative. So keep an eye out on that. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter as JJ Neeps, J-J-N-E-E-P-S. Or you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Twitter as Honey Child, Honey, Honey Undertow's Child. On Tumblr's Honey Dash Child, and you can find Hannibal's Honey Hibachi on Tumblr and Instagram, and as HH Hibachi on Twitter. And also, I will be working on, I'm hoping to get a, a Twitch stream going on Ooh. with me playing games, just because, uh, like, I really want to bring to the fore how female gamers are often mistreated through, like, online play, so I really want to get, like, that going, and even though I'm the worst Overwatch player in the history of time, like, I just want to turn on my mic and hear all these little boys telling me to go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we, like, again, we've enjoyed our time here, and I hope you guys enjoyed the fun, and, like, our comments, and, like, please send us fan fiction. I want more fan fiction. (laughs) Thanks for everything. Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without you. And I'm pointing at you. I mean, you kind of like pointed at her twice.